0: City wingers troll FPL managers but blow the title race wide open. It's the FPL surgery. Okay, listeners, welcome back. It's episode 116 of the FPL surgery podcast welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you
1: and happy new year to all of our listeners and happy new year to Thank you. Thank you
0: very much Iceman, happy new year listeners. Iceman how has the uh, the festive season been for you?
1: Yeah it's been, been really good, FPL wise and life wise I'm getting things sorted on the old house, preparing for a holiday, it's, it's all go over here. Yeah?
0: It is all go, I know our, our guest who I'm going to introduce in just a second was very impressed with some of the work that you've done so far. Needless to say, we'll speak more about that. Um, Yeah, it has been a really good festive period, not least because they've just announced that there's going to be a new season of Alan Partridge coming out in February. And to relate that to football, if any of you have not listened to Alan Partridge doing football commentary, YouTube
1: that and you will never
0: watch football in the same way again. (laughs) It that, is
1: incredible. That is true. We also uh, Alan Partridge on Twitter. I tell you what, he is worth a follow. Very funny guy. I've tried to get him on a few times, but he's reluctant. Maybe this will urge it, him to come on. It would be impossible for me to record a podcast. I think I yeah, mean, I was just co- quoting for two hours or however long this takes. Yeah, how was your this Christmas is... and break anyway? How's your going?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was bitter? No, it was good. Uh, we've got the new <laughs> pup in. The pup is very much uh, integrated into the house now. It sits. It shits. It's uh, it's learning to pour. It's uh, yeah. It's a real bundle of fluff and joy, and very very calming for when FPL goes wrong. So I'm, I'm looking forward to utilising the dog fully. Good, good, good. Right, yeah, Alex. So let's introduce our guest for the uh, the podcast. We've got someone who's had seven top 20k finishes. The highest being in the top three k. Very impressive everyone's friend within the fpl community been on a number of times before you know him as alex water baby it is alex ball welcome back Uh Uh (laughs) (laughs) alex welcome um how things been going since we last spoke to you
2: Life-wise, very well, thanks, Bully. We're uh, I'm, I'm currently on my second-to-last day back in the in sunny Sheffield before we uh, we fly back to New Zealand. So we've got yeah. a, a lovely month back over here, visiting friends and and family, and going to see Sheffield Wednesday and on oh, play. So that's been nice. it's been it's been grand. But uh, FPL-wise bloody awfully to the point where i've debated is it worth carrying on with this game
0: no no, no. maybe not How about those points
2: maybe not that far but no it's it, in all seriousness it's probably one of the hardest periods i've, I've had playing this game and i'm i'm, I'm battling i'm battling so i'm, I'm listening to youtube for advice on how i can move from my current terrible rank up back to somewhere that uh, that we would deem as respectable
1: to, so, me, to uh, be honest, yes. to all the all the pros, uh, well, not all of them, but some of the pros are actually having a bit of a mare. FPL general has not had the greatest season so far. I think Eggersdorf mm. not so good. There's, oh. a, there's a few others, so you know God. the pros can have uh, bad years as well, mate. So you, I think you're in a I, in a bunch. There.
2: I mean, I'm in mean good company of mm. not having a good season. It, I think it is just one of those ones where uh, you look at over the Christmas period. If you didn't have sun, if you didn't jump on Pogba quite early enough, if you didn't have Sal you know, a lot of us jumped off Salah a little while ago. It, it just, it just killed you. You know, it really just, you know, you, you, every week I'd look at my team, going, "Yep, the team looks good. <laughs> good decisions, not taking too many hits." Da 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 da. But when it boiled down to it, it, it um, yeah, the, it, it just hasn't been producing the points that you need. And unfortunately, I've been drifting backwards. So uh, fingers crossed, a new year and, a, and an a upturn in the green arrows.
1: new, new team a new team <laughs> new,
0: year, new a new wild card team i spent with some serious shots fired at eggersdorf and the general there it's uh, so hardly shots fired <laughs> We're i'm gonna, just going to get show him. So from their loyal fans
1: about us trolling these legends. I'm just saying that they're awesome managers and they're having bad years. So, uh, But you can progress. Like I heard on Planet FPL podcast the other day that James on there was like, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't a good rank. It was over 100,000. And now he's like at 28 just over this Christmas period. He's shot up there. So it is doable. You can do it. So don't feel bad that you are that far back. You, especially oh. you, Alex. Like you know, you you are knowledgeable in the game. You keep up with it continuously, and you you talk to people about it. There is ways of, of come back up. And I think that you could, you can, you will be. Oh, I've got, I've just got that 100. warm
2: and tingly feeling. You know, it's just oh, it's like a hug from from that lovely big beard of yours. <laughs>
1: It's yep. got me all
2: motivated to I'm, I'm again. acting
1: like Bully's dog, and I'm just making it all nice and, <laughs> and fluffy for you.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's quite happily asleep next to me, actually. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, words of wisdom from the Iceman. Headlines for
0: this week. Number one, is it time to put money back into the midfield? Assuming you don't already have it there. Number two, which premiums do we go for? Number three, was City exit too early? Hence the uh, Sane-Sterling troll. Thoughts on cheaper keepers? And number five, is Rashford the cheapest premium? So, some questions to answer there. We're going to do a fixtures-based podcast, not just questions this week, although we will dip into your questions. Let's see how we got on in our Christmas game weeks. I'm going to lead us off this time, I suppose. I know I always usually come to you first and burden you with the question. So... Prepared as ever. I actually didn't do too bad in the last game week. I got 62 points, so uh, above the average. I kept Kalazinatchi because I fancied him to potentially do something, and he's been quite good for bonus points. Kept the faith in Alonso, who again got some bonus points, which is, at the moment, I'm, I'm thinking about getting rid of Alonso, but then he just kind of comes in with a, a reasonable haul, and with the fixtures they've got, I've stuck with him for now, and I, uh, I had the combination of Kane and Aubameyang up front, I just fancied them with their fixtures and form, and, and Kane was my captain, so very happy with that this week, but once again, I just don't trust Palace for clean sheets, and sure enough, one Bisaka got another six
1: points, so um, lots of missed opportunities with him. Iceman, how'd you do? Yeah, wan is sat on my bench this week as well. But yeah, the last, last couple of weeks have been pretty good for me. I got 60 the week before. I brought in Rashford and Fleepy Anderson for Snodgrass and Lacazette. And that worked out well because I captained him. Even though, come two o'clock, I actually, I was out and I looked to change the captaincy from Rashford to Kane last minute. And luckily, I didn't have any signal. So that stayed. So I got a nice 22 <laughs> points from him. And the last week just gone, I capped and Kane like most and got the 12 points from Rashford and Same as well got the 10 points uh, Shaw finally getting me some points with 5 against Newcastle Not so great. pretty happy with that and yeah I'm up to 11k overall so doing doing quite Oof, well good rank um, yeah. great rank nice man Alex Talk to me about your team. How'd you do? Oh,
2: do I have to? Do I have to look at it again? It's, it's actually the first, literally the first time I've had a proper look because it's just so depressing. So I got, last week I got 48. Uh, Alonso in with a nice cool eight. A nine, but not captains. Kane. 12, but not captain. Hazard, three, and captain. Thank you. Thank you for that, Eddin, for doing that. And then pretty much <laughs> no one else did anything except Wambasaka, who sat second on my bench, which is nice. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the week before that, oh, it was, oh, it was, a, it was a, uh, nine points below the average, which was actually quite good for me of late, so I'll take that. Kane, uh, captain, um, and Alonso, five, Doherty, five, and that, oh, B- Brooks with a sneaky little five points came in as well, but, uh, other than that, yeah, nothing. Nothing much to write home about at all over the Christmas period. So, uh, yeah. But you, you,
1: you are top of our Slack score predictor league.
2: Yes, this is, this is true. This is true. If only I could translate that random ability that I appear to have into my FBL team, I'd be a winner.
1: Yeah, you I'd and Billy, top two to at the moment.
2: Oh, is that right? Yeah. There you go. High, high five. Hi,
0: high five, <laughs> Alex. Right. Yeah, good, good calling games, not so much the players, but we'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just interesting, that point about Wan-Bissaka. So, um, he, points-wise, he's in the company of, I'll give you a few names, he's within eight points of Trippier, Dean, Laporte, he's ahead of Aldeviro, Duffy, Walker, Ake, um, the list goes on. Seriously impressive. What has this guy got to do
1: to get a, get a nudge from us as managers? <laughs> well, he's moved up to 4.5 now. Everyone's bringing him in. It's just trusting him in certain games, isn't it? And I do think that Palace has got just as many clean sheets as City or something. It's uh... yeah. Well, they're at home against
0: Watford coming up, so I shall be, uh, certainly be pondering putting him in, but... Yeah. Um, um-
2: I'm just going to read through his last point. So he's got six two eight one six one one six six, and that's since game week thirteen. And like you said, when you when you look at that for a football, what started at four point million a four point zero million defender he's just awesome value he really is you know we, we you just should be slotting him in there and hoping for the best because the palace defense is doing really well this season
0: yeah boy uh, well, done well with him, very well so yeah more on him as we get to the palace fixture no new patreons to uh, to mention this week but if you'd like to support the podcast follow us follow us on patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery get involved with the slack channel and chances to win prizes and other competitions. Thank you to everyone that continues to contribute, support the podcast. Right, lads, let's get into the fixtures. So the first one is Saturday. We've got a 12.30 West Ham versus Arsenal. God bless you, Sky. I will be watching that. Thank you. And I want to kick off this discussion by just talking a bit about Arnautovic coming back into the team. I thought he looked really good uh, when he played in the last fixture. And with the likes of Anderson around him at the moment, I think he's got serious potential in that same price bracket all season as the likes of Mitrovic and Rashford at United, so I think there's a few players we can consider in that price bracket. Alex, what are your thoughts on on the West Ham side of, in this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think starting briefly on the on the Arsenal team to come back onto the West Ham team. Okay. Sorry, boys, but your defense is awful. Yeah. Um, so I think the upshot is if you've got anyone from West Ham. In, from an attacking point of view, you really should be starting them. Arne um, looks great, 6.8 million. Um, he could have had far more than his two goals last game out. There seems to have been a bit of a bizarre mix-up where he was substituted, apparently injured, looking very bizarre. And then I think Pellegrini has come out and said, no, he's not injured. He was just—it was just making sure he was okay. So he does look good to go. I guess the, the issue from an FPL point of view is, is where you're slotting him in. You know, there's so many strikers. You've got, you know, the form player in Rashford at the minute in the same bracket. Who, who personally, I. I would be um, prioritising over Arnie, but um, he certainly looks good with their um, their upcoming fixtures. Um, that you know, because they've got Arsenal who can't defend to save their life, followed by Bournemouth who would be um, on on par with Arsenal for their poor defending. From a defensive point of view, they're really struggling. Um, West Ham. Uh, if I'm just looking, I'm just looking back now. So they haven't kept a clean sheet since. Fulham where they won 2-0, I was at that game that was uh, that was a great, as a Fulham fan to go and watch, it was superb to see their first clean sheet in a while, so uh, I, I'm one of those people that jumped on Fabianski and I'm, I'm certainly looking at jumping off him quite soon, but I think Anderson looks good, whether he's affected with the return of Arnautovic, I'm not sure but I would certainly be, if you've got a spot, I would be very happy to put Arnautovic in in your team this week, uh, for the, certainly for the next two fixtures, because I think they're up against uh, some very kind defences.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with bringing Amatovic in, but like you said, the, the options around it, I, I feel like there are more options in terms of him and there's Rashford. And I, I'm quite happy with my him and there's Rashford and Kane front line up at the moment. And just going back to the defence, I think one of the main problems is that Wayne has been out and I think he's got a good pairing up with Diop at the moment. And he's been out for the last... I think it is and they've not obviously kept a clean sheet in any of that he's now coming back and I, I've looked at the Favianski option out as well because I've, I've got him and he's you know, just been a bit of a letdown in these good games obviously in Watford Southampton Burnley Brighton you would think that at least one of them they'll keep a clean sheet which they obviously haven't but he is one which I, I feel like I might keep I did look at the option about moving him out for the likes of Crystal Palace keeper what's his name I can't say his name uh, and, and yeah that's it. and all uh, or, or gun from Southampton which both have elements of risk to them but uh they they could be good options both of those but I thought well I think like I might keep him because they've gone through this Christmas fixture without one of their main defenders and in the Christmas fixtures for teams like West Ham you know teams outside of the top six they haven't got as much depth have they so you kind of look at it as they have to play mainly their main team constantly throughout these games and we need to think about that and look look at the previous games. I know they weren't great before in terms of uh, keeping many clean sheets but they kept a a few clean sheets here and there and he was getting a load of save points here and there and obviously recently he scored nothing, Fabianski but I'm looking at keeping him and kind of seeing what happens in these fixtures. Mm. Like they say, they're not terrible fixtures. Arsenal at home, I can't see him keeping the clean sheet there. Wolves away, maybe not there either. Bournemouth first. Uh, oh, yeah, no, so it was Arsenal at home and then Bournemouth away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so I
2: think, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle in both of those, aren't they? But, oh, I see, yeah. sorry, I see what you mean. Yeah, Wolves there.
1: Yeah, after that, maybe Wolves. I mean, you, if you've got rotation, maybe not playing for the next two, but I feel like maybe after that, from game week 26 going to game week 30, they've got some really decent fixtures there, and if they've got their team back in order, I feel like maybe it's a waste to move him out. I mean, obviously, you won't get him back in as soon as you move him out because you'll be losing value. And once you made that decision, it's kind of like, well, you're not going to get him back in. But I'm feeling like I might keep him. So you're going to stick on Fabianski.
0: I'm going to stick on him as well. I brought him in. He hasn't really done too well for me since. But I yeah, I I like the fixture run he's got here.
1: What about Arsenal players then? Um, Man? what do you think about Arsenal for this one? I think there are mainly two players you need to look for uh, at Arsenal, and with Aubameyang, you can play him against anyone. He's in form; he doesn't need loads of shots. You always believe he's going to score somewhere. He's still, he's still high up there on the stats. Let me just bring him up So, 14 shots in the last four, 13 in the box, the most big chances for forwards with six, and that is equal with uh, someone who you'll be very surprised with, which I'll, I'll bring up a stat later. But he's also highest on XG in the game. Of any player and that's not counting penalties so he was unlucky to have a massive haul in the last game against what was it Fulham he was very clinical with his chances earlier in the season which he's been missing a few recently which you would kind of guaranteed him to nail but I, I feel like he is a great option I would have loved to have him and Kane like you guys do I think. do you both have Aubameyang and Kane I feel like that is a really good option going forward at the moment yes sir yes I do yeah it's, it's just difficult to fit them both in I suppose now that I've kind of chosen my route but yeah uh, I still feel like over these next uh, four or five even though we've got Chelsea at home the week after and then City away in a a few weeks time I still feel like he can score in those you know he's one of these players which in a way I I wouldn't necessarily bring in if you're in my situation you've only got the one premium up front in terms of Kane but I definitely wouldn't sell
2: yeah I think the the, the key thing for me is uh, is, is XG is absurd and it kind of you know makes you feel a bit foolish, what I'm about to say, because I actually sold Salah, but it kind of feels a little bit like Salah when, just before he Exploded against Bournemouth and then just ticked over with twelve points. Twelve points, you know, and did really nicely for that run. It kind of feels like Aubameyang's got the opportunity now to do that. He he really should have scored more over the last few. And I and I do think he's got a, a big haul in uh, coming up soon. You know, we've just talked about how West Ham's defense is is not particularly watertight. I'm not sure. Is De, did you say Diop's back this week or is he's still still?
1: Uh, is, uh, sorry, sh- should be back this week. He's not hundred percent.
2: Okay, well let, let's hope he's not <laughs> from a. <laughs> from an Aubameyang owner point of view, um, because at the minute he's he's my captain, and and I'm hopeful that yeah, like like I said, I think he's got a few goals coming up over the next fixtures, even though they're they're mixed up. It's it's a really difficult. I'm sure we'll talk about it later on in the questions. But as a, a Hazard Kane and Aubameyang owner, um, like a lot of people out there, he's trying to work out who you sell to, to get Mo Salah back in. And, um, you know, you, you kind of, every time you, you look at someone like a you're like, yep, that's the one I want to move. And then you look, look at those stats and you just think, my goodness, you know, there's a, there's a haul coming there. As regards other, other Arsenal players, I don't think there's any, I'd really want, I mean, Plasnatch looks Klasinac, great going forwards. Yeah. yeah, he looks really good going forwards. But, you know, you, you want, he's, he's a bit like, um, um, Digny at Everton, you know, you, you want some defensive clean sheets as well. It's great having, you know, all these, uh, goals and assists to go with it. But at the same time, you know, you, you want them to be getting clean sheets and Arsenal just don't look like that's going to happen. So, Again, it feels like there's there's other, in that Kolasinac price range, you've got the likes of Pereira, um, Digny, who I've just mentioned, um, Alexander-Arnold, who have got, you know, uh, Liverpool's fixtures look absolutely superb. So there's a number of competing players that, like, I don't have Kolasinac now. And obviously, I'd have loved to have had him over Christmas. He's done really well. But I'm just thinking going forward now, in that sort of 5.0, 5.1, 5.2 slot, uh, Alexander-Arnold, Pereira would be ahead of him for me, um, to get him in so yeah at the minute I think he's a case of maybe don't buy don't sell that that'll be my opinion on it anyway
1: yeah it's a fair shout there it's just like, like you say he's very attackive for Arsenal I mean I, I checked out the stats on it. he's got six chances created in the last four which is top for defenders half of those chances are big chances as well and 11 penalty area touches I suppose the worry also is Monreal and when he's back, whether or not he might displace him. But I do feel like Emery's got faith in uh, Collar. He uses uses him for our width and maybe that's why he puts the likes of Torreira, Xhaka and Guendouzi in the middle. The the other thing I'd add to that is I think when Monreal comes
0: back, given how crap we are at centre-half, I (laughs) can see him resorting to either using Monreal as a centre-half or going three at the back with Monreal playing to the left and Kolasinac then as a wing-back. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Nice. No, sh- yeah, I'd agree with that from Ar- from uh, from Arsenal. I but no one else
1: consistently playing who I'd look at at the moment. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let, me, ju- to- let me let me just list this. Uh, we've got a FPL sexy from Slack. Question: He's saying, can Arnie match Orba and Kane? I say it's just as likely as he got a brace or more as proved in the last game week. So thoughts on on that quickly?
0: Yeah, he's good. I don't think he's quite in the pedigree of those two. And I still think you'd see more points returns from those two over
1: time.
2: I'd agree. I I guess the caveat is you're paying a lot less. for So if you're using that money to... To, to to get uh, say a, a Salah back into your team or, or you know upgrading somewhere drastically then then there might be a, a payoff there. But if you're looking just straight a Bamian Kane versus Arnie I'd I'd go with one of the two big guns if money's not an issue.
1: Yeah yeah. Also pe- people have been looking at moving out Felipe Anderson recently. He's well he's blanked in the last two but the game before that he got fifteen points. He is still semi consistent. He he will get a hold at some point um Felipe Anderson so I feel like he, he is a hold so I wouldn't be Moving him out because, like I said earlier, they haven't got as much depth as the top yeah. six. So over this Christmas period, they've used all their players. So some of them might have been tired, etc.
0: Right, chaps. Brighton versus Liverpool, uh, huge game at the well, huge game on Thursday. Liverpool going down to City. Great game for the neutral. Are Liverpool going to bounce back? That's the question. So, Iceman, I'll come to you first on this. Which players do you like in this fixture?
1: Yeah, so I'm just going to list the the questions we've got on this one, really. We've got uh, Jeb Loud has put, uh, is it reasonable to go without Salah or any poor attackers for the next five game weeks? Uh, and then we've got the hitman from Slack has put, what are Iceman's thoughts on Mane? So I want to hear your guys' thoughts as well. Is he a better option than Sané, given the fixtures and nailedness? And then we've got another one here from Captain Kimping from Slacker saying, can you please discuss Firmino We're on the pod? So let me bring it back to you, Alex, with one of those questions. Let's go from the first one. Jeb, what are your thoughts about going without Liverpool attackers in the next five?
2: Uh In the next five, I I'm definitely won't be doing that. Possibly, yes. uh, personally, I, I might be avoiding this week, just purely because, it, as we just talked about earlier, who do I sell to fund it? And that's the bit I'm really struggling with. Um, Kane of Hazard, Hazard, and I just kind of almost want to give it one more week to decide. Beyond that, I will definitely have, more than likely, Mo Salah in. I, I'm not... Uh, Mane's stats, considering he's... He's effectively paid quite a, a little bit less minutes, than Salah are actually holding up when you look at the the per minutes. But I still think I would struggle to be able to captain Mane because he's getting those reduced minutes. Um, so I think Salah for me is is a must. Whether I do it this week or or next, I'm not sure. But um, no, beyond beyond that, I I I, I don't like saying essential. Like we all seem to say these days, you know, no one's essential, but they look a really, really good uh, option because I think, you know, they 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 will come good again. You know, they've, they've had a bit of a blip lately, um, but I think they will come good. Word of warning, I did see something on Twitter earlier. I'm, I've got no idea how truthful it is, but apparently Salah is going over to Egypt and then over to the UAE maybe to pick up to awards. And Klopp said something after the Wolves game about having a sore throat or something. I, I don't, like I said, please don't 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 buy him because of that but there was something i saw on twitter how truthful it is i'm not sure
1: look i've been kind of preaching on here a few times Salah is the guy to have he is top for points at the moment he's the points leader he's getting 7.2 points per game over that 10 shots on target in the last six is the most for all midfielders 13 chances created is just behind sterling and hazard He's the guy to have in my eyes, and uh, a lot of people are asking now, uh, now that they've removed him, how to get him back in. It's almost like if you moved him out to start with, just kind of do the opposite of what you did before, is uh, my shout on that. Billy, what are your thoughts about going without the pool attackers? Well, I don't have any at the
0: moment, and I'm actually considering bringing in Feminio this week, given his recent exploits. Won the game for them against Arsenal, got the goal against City. Um, I like the fact that he's pretty much guaranteed to start up top for them. Uh, and when he comes into form, he does return well. He's actually one of the top returning strikers now. He's kind of quietly worked away. I've been looking at their fixtures. I, I would definitely want um, someone. And I think they will bounce back from this uh, this loss against City. They've been stung in the in the FA Cup. That wasn't their, their, their real team either. But I think they'll come back against Brighton.
1: Klopp all we'll, out. Uh, we'll put a rocket up their ass and get them working again. Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with that. Yeah, on, on Femini, I, I checked out his stats. I suppose it's if you can't get Salah as well, he could be a good option. Ten shots in the last four, one behind Aguero, four goals, obviously he got the hat trick, only three chances created though, so shows he's more of a scorer than creator. Did look at his heat maps and he plays out more on the left, uh Salah down the middle. So yeah, he's playing for a good attack of team. I don't see why not. He's kind of a mid range price forward. It's just that he has blanked a few times. With it. He seems to be in form at the moment, so I agree with that. Uh, Alex thoughts on Firmino? Um,
2: I do like him, but I mean for me, I won't be going there again. We, we've talked about like the, the, the value that we've got. I mean I, I think the, the striker that anyone should be looking to get in immediately would be Rashford. I think I think he's a, he's a key to to uh, to all of our teams moving forward. Uh, in my opinion, and I, and I think when you bear in mind that Firmino is what a million and a half more, um, I, I think I'd be going to Rashford immediately. If you're looking at maybe doubling up with Rashford, then you're sort of thinking, well, you've got to take out a Bunyang or Kane or something like that. You've got Jimenez, who's still um, doing very well, both statistically wise, and they've got some nice fixtures. Wolves have got some nice fixtures coming up as well. And then you've, of course, got Arnautovic, Arnautovic who's also cheaper, who I'd rather have. You know, he's he's got that talisman figure. So, Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm certainly not against it if you can't get um, Salah or Mane in, but I, I I personally won't be going there. I don't think.
1: Okay, fair enough. Just going to quickly move us back to the Hitman's question, saying uh, thoughts on Mane and whether he's a better option than Sane. Obviously, they're the same price in terms of nine point five. So he's looking at bringing in. Maybe he's got Sane and wants to move him out for Mane. Um, See, I think this is kind of brings it to a coverage thing. If you've got Salah and no Sterling, then I think you need to go Sane. But if you've got Sterling and no Salah, then it'll be Mane. But I feel like uh, Sane has got more to provide when he's playing. Uh, he's, just, he's got the creativity to add to his goals as well. He's got 28 chances created to Mane's 22 over the season. And that's with five less starts. Mane's got the eight goals, just the one assist. Sane's got the seven goals, seven assists. And again, with the less game time. Yeah, Mane's game time is probably more secure. But this does lead to be probably burned out more. As in, like, maybe oh. not as rotated. So Pep's always managed the game time of his players quite well. And over the last four even with Sane not starting one of the games he wins over key stats and comparisons as well and I feel City are going to turn it on again they're, they're looking good and I feel like they just have more potential to score more goals than Liverpool so it would be Sane for me
2: the only caveat to that is um, Pep has said that um, Mendy is only a couple of weeks away now I'd, yeah, I don't sure know I what that means he's He's, uh, he's, it instantly means Sane is going to uh, going to drop out, or you know, you would think this is if you're a Sane owner, then it you certainly wouldn't be selling because of that news. But then it just means if you're thinking of bringing him in and maybe you don't do it this week, but you're thinking of doing it next week, it could be that you've only got a week or two left before yeah. Mendy comes back. So yeah. uh, the only other thing I would mention on just the Hitman's question is possibly the idea of a double up. Uh, so if you if you went Over the next five fixtures, if you went Salah-Mane, you know, it's a a really nice differential because a lot of people are going to have Salah and captain him. But if if Liverpool get back to their their way where they can actually start blowing teams away 3-4-0 and and with the fixtures they've got, I think they are capable. That might be a nice differential uh, over other people. Yeah.
0: Loving your work, boys. Shall we just talk, say a word on Brighton? Um, Alex, is there any, anyone you like from them in this fixture?
2: Not this fixture, but just just a, a thought that I had when I was looking at uh, researching Pereira uh, Leicester. So Duffy and Dunk are still around the 4.5 range. You're obviously not going to want to play them for the next two weeks because they've got Liverpool and then Man United. But if you went with a Leicester defender like Pereira, who, who we'll talk about in a little while, and Duffy, Dunk, or another defender from Brighton, you can have this fixture run over the next... The next few weeks. So Southampton home, Wolves away, Fulham away, Watford home, Burnley home, Crystal Palace home, Brighton home, Huddersfield home. Um, and it actually carries on in that vein as well so if you've got a Duffy or a Duncan you're thinking of selling it may be worth holding on to um, if you can bring in a Leicester defender to pair up and just play one or other so um, that'll shout. be the only only thing I've got on Brighton yeah
1: good shout and I've just got a strange stat here Sully March is uh, joint second for all midfielders fielders for chances created over the last six with 14 not saying bring him in gosh Okay, so let's move on to
0: Burnley versus Fulham. Alex, anything you want to say about this fixture? Um, Not really.
2: Um, McNeil. 4.4 4.4 4 for Burnley, goal golden assist in his last two, but possibly as a young player might be rotated. Um, a certain Ashley Barnes, who I believe Eisenman's got going to pull out some uh, stats on, looks good going forward stats-wise, and again, nice fixture, so that he could be a, a nice enabler. Uh, Taylor in defence, only 4.4, 4 and I would, I have a sneaky feeling Burnley might start reverting to the mean and, and keeping some clean sheets, so if you need a defender, he could be he could be nice. Um, regards, Fulham, you've got Mitrovic, but I would only be... You look at the other players, strikers we've talked about in his position... Uh, in his price range, sorry, and that I'd be uh, I'd be angling for the Rashfords or the or the Arnautovic first. But yeah, that's all I've got on that game.
1: It's just the the Mitrovic stats have just seemed right up there. Over The last four, he's got his top for shots in the box of sixteen and top overall for attempts of eighteen. It's just well, those it's are
2: headed attempts, aren't doesn't, they? Doesn't yeah,
1: it doesn't seem to be finishing them, does he? So no, he yeah, like you say, not really the best option. But this this Heaton as well might be an option at four point eight, but you just got to wait for him to start. Yeah, recording those clean sheets, etc. But yeah, it was the Ashley Barnes. It's the six big chances over the last four is equal to a top at the moment. So Ashley Barnes seems to be right up there, just a strange stat that I saw as well. Really is right up there. And it's also right Burnley Burnley are third for expected goals over the last four behind Man United and Liverpool. Nice.
0: Okay. So I think um Let's move on to the next one, chaps. Cardiff-Huddersfield. Again, Iceman, if I come to you first, anyone you want to mention in this fixture?
1: Um, in these teams From Cardiff, no. punching has moved to Huddersfield. That's just a mind to see if he starts. He's at 4.2, that's all. Uh, yeah. ca- Cardiff, I
2: would, the only one I would have shouted was Kamarasa. 4.6. Penalties, set pieces, and he's got three goals and two assists, so if you need uh, just someone to sit on your bench. Uh, and Bamber has got a goal threat uh, 4.5 in defense again if you're just looking for uh, someone in rotation for that price range
0: nice yeah a few shouts on those two Palace versus Watford, two teams that have kind of show-promised this season but then slipped up at various points. We, we mentioned one Basaka back at the start of the pod, Alex. Is there anyone else in Palace you'd be looking at for this?
2: Um, I think the the key thing we've got to be taking away is we, we really need to be looking at starting Palace defenders more often. Eight clean sheets so far, um, only behind the top three, I think. So fourth for, for expected goals conceded. So they're looking great there. Uh, Guitari, oh I've just butchered it after getting it right. Guitar, uh, it's G- Gita, yeah. Gita, let's go with that. Uh, Gita 4.2. <laughs> um, I, um, I quite like the idea of a double up. So Fabianza to Gita saves you Point five million bench one Basaka when you think they're going to concede, and then go for the double up when you uh, when you think they might uh, they're going to keep a clean sheet, which on statistics looks like it could be could be relatively frequently. One Basaka, uh, sorry, not one Basaka. Just um, just before you go we'll,
1: on, I'll just just uh, yeah. I want to talk about Gito or however you say it. So um, I just looked at the stats on this one. So he's got the three clean sheets. The other two games were City and Chelsea in the last five. So he is doing well. Twenty four points. Uh, averaging 4.8 per game he is doing really well and he came from La Liga and I think out of 34 games he got 12 clean sheets so he is a promising young keeper they obviously bought him in the summer to replace um, Hennessy and it looks like he is now
2: The only other thing I was going to mention at Palace is uh, Wilfred Zaha. Um, The only reason I mention him is Christian Benteke is reported back in training, um, so should be starting games soon. And I think that That will uh, benefit Zaha quite a lot. Um, The only issue we've got is, of course, we're talking that same 6.7 million. You know, there's so many strikers in that price range. Uh, Where where do you fit him in? But just just as an outside
0: shout. Yeah. OK, what about Watford, Alex? Anyone you like from them? Um, Pereira,
2: I like. I think he uh, has looked certainly passed the eye test for me. I haven't got any stats to back it up, but he he certainly looks quite good. Um, the 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 problem I have with Watford is they've got a lot of away games coming up. So if you look at their um, fixtures coming up, it is. Palace away, Burnley home, then it's Spurs away, Brighton away, Everton home, Cardiff away, Liverpool away, Leicester home, Man City away. So um, yeah, I'd find it more difficult to bring someone in now from a defensive point of view and they look very, very frail at the back. So um, maybe Pereira, at 6.3 looks quite good. Troy Deeney, he's also scored a few over the last um, couple of games but um, yeah, just just wary of those fixtures and the amount of away games they've got.
1: Yeah, and don't overdo it on Madini. I know he got the two goals in the last game but He's not a consistent scorer in my eyes and uh, I just wouldn't go there. Maybe Pereira, again it's the consistency which I just worry about. He seems to blank quite a lot but he might come up with a game and score a couple of goals and be a, one of the highest scorers of the week. It's just like you say, their fixtures not good. In the next two they've got Paris and Bentley so they're not bad but um, both teams are on a bit of a re- resurgence then after that, not great all the way to the end of the season so I'm feeling like I'm just going to stay away from the from Watford for, for the rest of the season.
0: The Iceman will not be seen in Watford for the rest of the season. You heard it here first.
1: Yeah, I might be going to the Arsenal game, uh, the FA Cup game. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'd, I'd be very careful. Very <laughs> careful.
0: Um, right, Leicester versus Southampton. Now, um, difficult. Both sides have got good individuals. It's just sort of trusting on them for consistency. Jamie Vardy was one that was on a few people's lips recently, but I still think. Unfortunately with him, his, he's guaranteed to start, isn't he? But is his, just his price for what he returns leaves a little bit to be desired. Only seven goals and two assists all season. They've got Saints next, then Wolves, but then unfortunately they run into Liverpool, United and Spurs. So I'm actually not that interested in Leicester attack at the moment, or defensively particularly either. Alex, any, any thoughts on Leicester?
2: So, um, yeah, like you said, the fixtures are mixed, but they do rotate really nicely with, uh, with a Brighton defender if you, if you can work that into your team somehow. Um, Pereira up to fourth for um, fourth-highest-scoring defender, so he's looking a really nice shout at 5.3. Um other thing to mention about him is the last couple of weeks he's actually been playing well out of position uh, as, as an attacking um, midfielder and his heat map is really promising so um, yeah I, th- I think he's someone to be keeping an eye on
1: With uh, Pereira I suppose it was the uh, the game time at the start of the season which you were kind of worrying about but he seems to be getting it now and like you say out of position Saw a, uh, a tweet which I retweeted on our Twitter by Neil Murray at News W Murray FPS. He's he's put a load of good information there about Ricardo Pereira, and yeah, like you say, five point three million. He is saying that he is the best defender to own from now until the end of the season. I'm not quite sure on it in terms of because I, I I don't believe the. The fixtures are great. But like you say, you might be able to rotate with Brighton defender. But he's also put a bit of information here. Firstly, uh, and perhaps most importantly, Leicester will not have a blank in game week 33. And only a 5% chance of having one in game week 31. So that does put a bit of faith on there and game time. And he doesn't seem to get rotated at the moment. Their fixtures after game week 27 are good. It's just the the ones before that aren't great. And his uh, points per game is already in the top 10 for defenders with, uh, with his best fixtures to come. So he's looking at 5.1 points per game. Price is already the best performing defender. Value for seasons, which is above Alonso, Robertson and TAA. Uh, in terms of value at the moment so he's listing a load of great stats I could read the rest of it but I could go on for for a lot longer so if you want to jump onto our Twitter just read all that information about Pereira that kind of gives you uh, some hope there I just think that in my team at the moment I'm not going to do it until maybe like game week 27 because I I feel like in these next five fixtures I'm probably not going to play him in about four of them so yeah that's my thoughts on him Okay. Uh, Just
2: one last thing on that point. Yeah, uh, 27 is a a nice exit point for... um Lucas Dean as well, um Deany from um, from, um uh, yeah, maybe Edmonton. that's the so, perfect
1: transfer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that might be a nice, nice straight swap across from there. I think, um I think I saw, Banana knows Maldonado. Maldonado mentioned that. So I'll, I'll pass that over to Matt as uh, as his stat
1: there. Yeah. T- uh, Game twenty seven. Chelsea play Man City, I and mean, then yeah, it doesn't look good towards the end of the season. So yeah, that might be the the transfer now. It just depends how how high Pereira's price goes, I suppose. Okay, so that's uh, that's
0: Leicester. What about Saints then, Alex?
2: Um, yeah, I, I just want to see how they're going over. I've got Ings, who's now out for two weeks. So that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a pain.
1: For, He's got to go, surely.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. Again, it comes back to the value in other areas. I do think at, you know at five point five million, if you could get fit again, I've still got a little bit of faith. Um, <laughs> faith there. But he's out for two weeks, so it's yeah, it, it is a tricky one. He's, yeah. He seems to be made of glass, you know. You I,
1: say, I, I mentioned switch. it on the on the pod a few weeks ago, and no one listened. <laughs> he does get rotated with those strikers up front in terms of Long, Austin, and Gabardini It's also injury prone, so there's a lot of risks for him. So mm. I would just get rid and move on.
2: Yeah, the I, I just you know positive would be that their fixtures are really nice. You know, Leicester away, Everton home, then they've got Palace home, Burnley away, Cardiff home, Arsenal away, but and Fulham home. So up to 28, there's only one game Arsenal away where you, you'd, you'd feel a bit reluctant to, mm. to play uh, maybe a defender. So, you, you know, you can get Bedneck at um, 3.9. So he might be quite a nice sneaky shout. And, and I believe that they've uh, statistically-wise, they've actually looked quite good, um, which when you look at their results might be hard to believe. But just at, th- at 3.9 million, he could be an outsider. Yeah, I think that's he, all...
1: he might be a steal, three point nine. Yeah. It's four point five percent owned. He doesn't look bad. I think you might. I suppose if you're looking in the attacking, it, it was Armstrong that was a shout when they had easier fixtures before. It was always going to be a risk without that consistency behind him. He's at five point one. I think. Uh, let me just check that. Yeah, five point one. So. It might not be a bad shout. Redmond, I was talking to my Southampton mates again. I was playing football on Sunday and they were just saying uh, he's been looking good recently and mm. make, make of that what you will. But <clears throat> he has potential. He always has done. But whether or not he can start performing, he's not got much consistency behind him as well. He's only literally he blanked all the way up until game week 17 and performed against Huddersfield. But against good fixtures, potentially, if you want to take a bit of a gamble 5.2 midfield option and there's Gunn who kept a clean sheet against Chelsea it's just whether or not he would keep his place and he's at 4.3 in goal and then uh, Cedric 4.2 you know he seems to be nailed when he plays. He's literally just come back. So a few options there. It's whether or not you want to go there and, and take the risk there.
2: Just on gun, I did read that possibly Forster might be backing in the reckoning. So it it all looks a little bit up yeah, in the air we well hold
0: fire there, yeah. another week, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice chaps. Well let's uh, let's move on to our next fix just so. We've got Chelsea versus Newcastle. Chelsea versus Newcastle was I loaded up, yes. <laughs> Interesting, this one. So the dilemmas here around Chelsea players, they desperately need a striker, but they've still got Eden Hazard. Um, Alex, what, what are your thoughts on Chelsea in this fixture moving forward?
2: Mm, a lot of it seems to stem around a certain from an attacking point of view Mr Morata and
1: uh
2: how, how he impacts on the rest of the team you know uh, and there, there definitely looks like there's a there's an effort on that I as we speak Chelsea are playing um, Spurs so I'm not really sure what's what's happening there and how the team have actually looks and how Hazard's looked playing and I, I believe he's playing a more central role they tonight lost 1-0. did they lose 1-0 yeah. um i don't like to say did Hazard look good you know that's something that that obviously you will be able to to, to read into over the next day or so. Um, in a central role, I still like Hazard, but, you know, it's really difficult because, you know, Saints at home, he was very heavily captained um, and he didn't really get in any good opportunities. You know, I think there was one or two save shots. But, um, you know, you, if you're paying 11 million and, you, you know, like Newcastle at home, should be another great opportunity. To captain in him, and I'm I'm feel quite feeling quite reluctant to I mean um, to to even um, put my vice captain on him. So you know if that's the case, why are we spending so much? I'm sure he will do well over the over the course of the season. And they do have um, some nice fixtures. You know they got um, Newcastle home, Arsenal away, Bournemouth away, Huddersfield home. Then they've got City, but then it's Brighton, um, Spurs, but then Fulham, Wolves, Everton, Cardiff, you know West Ham. So they've got an extended length of good fixtures. Um, but do you want to captain him? And if you don't, at 11 million, that's a lot of money. That you know, an easy or easier way to get to for someone like me with uh, Bamianko I'm reluctant to sell, and Kane, who I'm reluctant to sell, that's a way to get there. And I'm certainly considering selling Hazard to do it.
1: Yeah, Hazard's just—he is a very difficult person to captain. That's the problem. He's a massive FPL troll, and you—you you feel like he's just about to do well, and he's not. I do feel like there could be an element of the attitude within Chelsea at the moment Maybe be reserved for this Newcastle game. Newcastle aren't great. Hazard probably has to play on the wing now as William and Pedro out. This also brings in Hudson-Odoi into contention, whether or not we're going to talk about him. I know Hitman from Slack asked us to do that. But it's whether Morata... Kind of will start because I think Giroud is still injured, is he? And when Morata starts, Hazard barely gets a sniff. Uh, the 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 thing is his his stats are good. He is second to Salah for goal threat over the last six, and better than Salah for chance creation. And it is the fixtures which are good. Kind of hope if you've got Hazard that these next few fixtures are going to provide the points. He's one of these season long players, Hazard, which you kind of got to just accept for the for the low games in terms of the blanks, and then just hope that he hauls every so often. So I feel like if you've got him, I would probably hang on to him, but I. I'm not looking at bringing him in and I'm a little bit scared of what he could do.
2: Do do you own him, Bully?
1: Yes,
0: I do. And I think he's one that's in contention to go for a Liverpool player this week because that's a really good point you make about captaincy. He's hugely priced and I'm the same as you. I haven't really gone to him with the armband this season. Um, I still think he could pop up with a big haul at any time, but it's much less predictable than your Mohamed Salahs and uh, the kings of this world, so I'm beginning to think to come away from him now. Um, the only thing that I'm reluctant about is those fixtures they've got coming up, and even with the likes of Arsenal in there, he does like a goal against them. So it's it's one that I'm going to be making a decision about until the last minute. Okay, is that enough said on those two lads?
1: Uh, yeah, i just think else, uh, just a quick uh, word on Hudson Adoi. Really, yep. what are your thoughts on him, Alex?
2: Um, if he stays and if he starts to play some minutes I was really really impressed with him in the FA Cup at um, it, it, 4.2 million he just could be absolute gold but it, the the I was just looking through Twitter earlier, and the rumours of him leaving for, I think it's Bayern Munich, Bayern I mean, Munich, no 30, yeah, no. thirty-five odd million, yeah. seems to be certainly not going away, and only getting stronger. So I certainly would not be bringing him in right now. But if if he stays and can get get close to, even if he's playing restricted minutes at four point two million, the 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 um, he looks absolutely brilliant. And I, I just I'm not I'm not a football expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know why Chelsea would sell him. He just looks superb, yeah. you know. So, he does, um, I, but I, he's,
1: I, with all those players coming in, is he, uh, is he an option for FPL with the rotation that could happen and with the threat of him leaving?
2: Well, if you're, if you're, if you're playing 3-4-3, three, three, so you just need a fifth midfielder at 4.2 million with the, maybe the odds, throwing him into the odd game or, or sat first on your bench... Even if he's only getting 60, 70 minutes, I would be more than happy at having him over, I don't know, defensive midfielder from Southampton or something like that or, you know, that's going to get the odd point here, there or everywhere. But you know, like I said, it's a big, it's a bigish. If you, you don't want to risk it, if you don't want to make it a transfer on someone that then either goes to Bayern Munich or goes back to what he's been doing for most of the season, which is playing hardly any minutes at all.
0: Yeah, not not for me, though. Not for me. Not for you. Okay. What about poor Newcastle then, Alex? Are they are they going to get it in this one, or is there anyone there that you you think could return? Uh,
2: simply put, no. I'm not interested in anyone from Newcastle. Uh, their fixtures are Chelsea away, Cardiff home, which is nice, but then they've got Man City home, Spurs away. Wolves away but then then it then the fixtures turn slightly but certainly I won't be looking anyone, any, at anyone from Newcastle until at least um, game weeks 26-27
1: Yeah same, same with me I did did see that they do have as many clean sheets as Arsenal and Man United combined but still mm. no options because the fixtures are bad but we'll look at them in about four game weeks time Not even the one of the four Solomon Rondon is on our thinking this week
0: no.
1: Okay let's go
0: to Everton versus Bournemouth and um, Everton just can't seem to get it right defensively, Alex. Um, moving forward, they they look exciting. I think Bernard's looking in, in better form. And I still think Richarlison has value. Is there anyone that you've got in your team or who you're looking to bring in for the Bournemouth game?
2: Uh, I've got Dini and Rich- Richarlison. Um, yeah. I'll be keeping both for the next um, yeah up sort of four or five game weeks. They, they look really nice. We have Bournemouth home, Southampton away, Huddersfield away, Wolves home, Watford away. Mm-hmm a uh, really nice stretch of, of fixtures they defensively they're really struggling and you you're, you're Like I mentioned earlier, you know, from a defender, I really want them to be getting clean sheets. The attacking returns that Gina is offering is brilliant, but they're just not keeping clean sheets. So it does become awfully frustrating as as an owner when you're relying solely on attacking returns from a defender, you know, especially when there's the likes of Alexander-Arnold and Pereira that we've mentioned in a very similar price bracket. Um, I'll certainly be holding for this week um, and and next week and, and then sort of reassess. Richarlison his stats have certainly dropped off um, he's not getting as many shots away I'm not sure anymore whether he's better up front or he's on, or, or on the wing from a FPL point of view um, but I certainly won't be selling him before Bournemouth um, before Bournemouth at home um, so I'm just going to re- for now I'm holding both and I'll reassess after this game
1: nice Iceman anyone from Everton Yeah, I think we need to we need to look at this Everton in terms of uh, their defense not doing too well and Richardson not scoring as many goals and the the fact of uh, they haven't got that much depth either and they had to kind of rest Siggy for a game or so. Disbalances the squad there to play Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. They've had a few mixed around and I don't think their squad depth is good enough. Whereas City, you can kind of bring a player in and it just kind of slots into that spot and it works straight away. Whereas with Everton, it's just not going to do that so I reckon we'll judge them now they've obviously got some good fixtures if you've got Luca Dean definitely you know, he's playable for the next few and Richarlson the same um, a lot of people thought about uh, captain options for this game because Bournemouth defence is awful um, they've literally just got a uh, right back incline on loan <sighs> still not really an option Slanky don't know whether he's a threat to Wilson he's also coming from Liverpool two players from Liverpool there Frazier is the one which if you still got that kind of priced tag which you're looking at from the field I still think he could be good value for the rest of the season still Frazier
0: yeah, Fraser um, Fraser's someone I looked at. I also like the look of Brooks whenever I see him play still. Alex, I know you've, you've got him, haven't you? Or you had him?
2: So, yeah, um, Brooks is a, is a favourite of mine. I've managed to bench him for his two goals and play him for all his one and two points around that. So so that's been fun. Um, I do like him. Certainly passes the eye test when I've seen him play. Everton away, West Ham home. Looked like two fixtures that he could certainly get some returns in. And, and around the five million um, sort of in the... Um, the bracket that you are happy to bench or play. Um, so if you're going three-four-three, three, flexible with with a with a, a maybe a striker that you're wanting to play every now and then, he could be a nice option. But other than that, I think I just want to see them settle down after the Christmas period and just see how they look before we. Um, I think sort of game game week 30 onwards, their fixtures look really nice. So then we might be going back to um, back to some of their attacking players.
0: Right, let's go on to the fairly low-key 4.30 fixture on the Sunday. The small matter of Tottenham versus Manchester United-Berry. What a game this is going to be. Harry Kane uh, knocking Chelsea out of the Carabao Cup tonight. United back on form. don't have a leg.
1: Iceman, we've had some questions on this one. Yes, we have. We have Samir Salou. Best United player to pick out of Pogba, Rastford, Marshall, And how many United attackers to go with? So it looks like everyone's flocking to United. And also, we've got a question on uh, Spurs in terms of uh, is Luca a decent replacement for Son? And that's from Pranay God, I'm not getting these names right. So we'll, we'll come back to, uh, United. Obviously, this is a very difficult fixture and not the best to, to bring a player in for. So it's probably worth waiting a week. We're also come, coming back to our earlier headline. So is Rashford the cheapest premium? So Alex, I'm going to come to you on this. What, what's your thoughts on, on Rashford?
2: Yeah, I really like him. Um, I think he was starting to show some form before Mourinho left and then. Uh, um, Solskjaer's come in and and he's just just looking brilliant, playing in his correct position and seems to have that um, central role nailed down to the point where I think Lukaku seems to be... I believe he played in the Cup, didn't he? So whether whether he is now going to be the guy coming off the bench, um, I'm certainly no Man United expert, so feel free to correct me on any of this, but I'm I'm certainly looking to bring him in. Maybe not this week, maybe next week, um, just because I, I do think if he carries on playing the way he is, uh, he, he could be the premium player we're looking for at, you know, 7.3 million. So I think he's a superb option and yeah, we need to be getting him in. Maybe, like you said, we wait until this game's out of the way because he may well score, but I, I don't imagine it being a, a 3-3. I could see this being a, a 1-0, one all type score. Um, because I, I do think they'll both defend reasonably well for this game. Yeah,
0: bully thoughts? Yeah, uh, I uh, I think Rashford's always had the talent and the the ability. It's just Mourinho never really committed to players. He changed very quickly. So I'm not surprised he's in this kind of form. Solskjaer's committed. I think he's going to start up front uh, against Spurs. And <coughs> Spurs aren't watertight at the back. We've seen that in the game against Wolves. So I could see points for him here. Um, and if you look at his fixtures moving forward, you know, you'd fancy him over the next few weeks. Brighton at home after this. Burnley... Um, uh, you know, it always chips him with an assist as well. So, um, if you're sort of pondering over him and the others, you like of Mitrovic, Anelovitch, um,
1: he's a serious contender. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He has uh, 31 FPL points since uh, Oligon and Solskjaer took charge, and that's scoring 7.8 points per game. He's top for attempts on goal in the last four of 18. Top for shots on target with 15 uh, over the last six. So he's he's kind of up there with uh, Mitrovic on those. Um So yeah, he's definitely one to bring in. Uh, obviously, you can see why people are flocking to Manchester United because they are second but behind Spurs over the last four games for goals scored with 14 to Tottenham's uh, 15. So yeah, Man United seem to be in form now that Jose is gone. And yeah, I'm very happy that he's in my team. Uh, he's done well for me the last few weeks.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Um, anyone else from, from United? I suppose Alex? we've got to look at Pogba, haven't we? Uh, yeah. He's top five midfielders on attempts on goal over the last six and over the last four. Although United you know, did go um, away warm weather training in Dubai, which Pogba didn't travel to because he's not completely recovered from his knock, according to the Manchester United website. So there is a little bit of worry about him, but yeah, a lot of people flock into him as well. Your thoughts apparently on that?
2: he ha- uh, Apparently he has joined up now.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: Unless there's something else being released. I thought I saw something this morning saying he'd gone out. So, um, yeah, I really like Bob. As you just said, with the stats, they um, they look outstanding. He's really got a point to prove. You know, obviously, Mourinho had him benched and playing very limited minutes. He's now come in, and I don't think he's going to score 13, 15, 18 in a row ever again. But the point of the matter is, he's getting in those positions where he can be scoring goals. Um, he's nailed on to start every game. And even though he's, he's had a, 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 you know, a huge price rise, he's still only 8.4 million. So, I mean, he's, he's a great option to have. You, you stick him in there. I mean, I know, um, a few people, um, Adam Hopcroft on, um, I saw on Twitter and a few other people captained him quite recently and did really well off him. So I actually think he's, yeah, superb option. And and I really like, I I know one of the questions was about which Man United players to have. I really like the idea of a um, Rashford-Pogba double up. I think that that will get you covered quite nicely. You're happy to play them all fixtures. And, you know, at 8.4 million and 7.3 million, that's not breaking the bank. You know, you can really build a good squad around them. So, yep, uh, I'm, I'm all on for those two.
0: Yeah, fair. Okay, yeah, I can see uh, Lukaku going on loan back to West Brom by the end of the season. <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> first. Nice. Um, what about Spurs then? So Kane is in some insane form, scored his 20th club goal of the season tonight. Uh, against Chelsea, sorry I mistakenly said, knocking them out. They've got another leg to go, haven't they? Thank yeah. you, Iceman. Looking very good at the moment. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on Tottenham and Kane particularly?
2: Yeah, I, I like, I mean he's really, te- 10 straight returns is 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 a brilliant feat. The, the issue is, you know, they're, they're, they're more of a drip feed rather than, be, I mean, he got 12 last week so that's a bit unfair. He did do well there and 15 a couple of weeks ago. But it's sort of uh, you know, 6-6, 12-1, 5-15, 6-6, 12, which is certainly not to be sniffed at. He's not is he
1: blank questions. since game week 10.
2: I know, it's awesome, but then he's 12.4 million, that's what's really, really difficult, and, and I think in, in any other season, we'd probably, I, we wouldn't even be asking this question, but there's so many, you know, we've talked about uh, Aubameyang's underlying stats, we've talked about Hazard's not quite performing but he's got a really nice run of fixture and then we've got Mo Salah that we've got to try and fit in and we haven't even talked about City midfielders or Sergio Aguero so you know people are looking and going well is he worth 12.4 12.5 million look I was all set to sell him I know there are people out there on Twitter that are selling him to get Mo Salah back which I totally get so um i think you've got to look at the, the your own team structure and and i don't think anyone can be criticized for selling kane to get Salah back but at the same time you know don't he, he is also playing a little bit deeper and i've, I've seen a few comments about the fact that we know son's going away so that does that mean that lucas mora will start actually playing uh, and, and he seems to then his points seem to dry up a bit more when um uh, plays. so is that going to detrimentally affect kane as well um I, I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a it's a good week if you hold him maybe to see how he goes this week and then uh, and then reassess next week. But yeah, I, I certainly couldn't criticize anyone for selling Kane to to, to finance getting in. I've, I've I've thought about doing exactly the same thing. Uh, yeah, I just don't know if it's the right thing to do. You know, he's he's a, he's got. Of course, we're not even talking about uh, his fixtures, which are beyond Man United. Fulham away, Watford home, Newcastle home, Leicester home. Burnley away. I mean, just an insanely run of good yeah. fixtures. Yeah. yeah, three in a row. <clears throat> um, yeah, so the the upshot is I think he's great, but I could understand why people would sell it.
1: Yeah, I just think he's a good captain option for a lot of those games as well. So but he is my rotation I guess, I guess, of captain between Salah and him.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so th- this well, this is the, this is the yeah, sorry to talk <laughs> over you there Ice Man. Um I, I guess the thing is that if you look at Salah's captain um Salah's fixtures coming up, Brighton away, Palace home, Leicester home, West Ham away, Bournemouth home, w- w- you know, which of those would you not be happy, happy captaining Salah in a, a, as well. So that's the really difficult thing is that, you know, is it going to be the case that you just buy Salah Stick the armband on him and be happy. You know, that that's that's yeah. I think where people are thinking with that. It's a
1: tough game, this FPL game, isn't it? Bloody is, <laughs> <it>, mate. <laughs> the I mean Spurs are, are looking good, as I mentioned, fifteen goals in the last four. But only expected goal tally of five point one, so very efficient finishing so far. Um obviously I do think they're gonna miss Song. He's been averaging over ten points a game. I would definitely keep him for this week, Son. He's obviously going to the Asian Games uh, next week and might not be back for a few weeks, uh, maybe three. So I don't think he's worth holding on to if you're thinking about that. Uh, going back to the question, is Lu- uh, Mora a decent replacement for Son? He could be. There's not really a correlation. I had a look at this. Not really a correlation between Son not playing and Mora doing well. As uh, I looked into his eight attacking returns this season out of the season uh, the 16 games he's played 60 plus minutes he's played in and only three of them is when Son wasn't playing so he he was flying and full of confidence at the start of the season it's just he's not been playing that much recently his last return was in the 5-0 win at home to Bournemouth so unfortunately I'm gonna kind of give you the cop-out answer here and say that he's a wait and see more but at least I I thought about it. Um, but I I do remember Mora uh, kind of getting in Kane's way a little bit at the start of the season, which was a little bit frustrating for Kane. And so that is a point towards Kane. But I still feel like Kane is not going to digress in terms of points. And he's been scoring so frequently recently. He's just going to be a captain option nearly every week for me.
0: Okay. So anyone else from uh, Spurs, Iceman?
1: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us you- on.
0: You're going to move us on there, right? Okay. Well, let's go to the last fixture, and this is a fairly irrelevant one. <laughs> it is, yeah, uh, not so much. It's your Monday night football. Thank you, Sky Sports. They've done it again: Oops. City versus Wolves. 8 p.m. kickoff. Alex, we'll let you kick us off for this one. Who do you like in this fixture?
1: Yeah,
2: uh, as as we mentioned before, I think I think um, City will bounce back. Those of us, myself included, that uh, that jump ship on City after jumping onto them have been punished straight away with Sterling coming in with a couple of assists in his last couple of games and standing with a goal. Um, I, I do think we should have a City attacking player in our teams. The difficulty, as we've been saying all through this pod, is where do you fit them in and who do you take out to get them there? Um, maybe if Mendy comes back in 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 a couple of weeks' time, he could be a really nice option um, to, to slot back in at the back and also provide some attacking returns there. Um, I really like Sergio Aguero. I think He's back, he's looking healthy, he's looking fit, and I, and I think he's he's, he's going under the radar um, because people have got Abamyang and Kane and they're reluctant to, to remove them, as we've talked about. Um, but if you are prepared um, to, to, to do a sideways move to Aguero with his ownership um, having dropped off so much, Um, I think he could be a really sneaky way to get back up. But then, like I said, you know, and that's not even talking about Rashford, you know. So Kane's, uh, Aguero's ownership is at 22%, but how many of those are still live teams? I'm I'm not sure. Um, So, yeah, I do think one needs to come back in. I don't know where to fit them in is the simple answer. I'll leave Iceman to tell us where to put
1: them. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm on Sane. I'm glad I kept in. A lot of people are looking at uh, bringing all these Man City players back in. I feel like you're silly people for removing them. Always have faith in these players. I mean, if you look at Sane, I feel like he probably is the best option at the moment for City. I do feel like City is kind of a must-have in terms of attacking option. Sane is fourth behind Sterling Salah has of penalty area touches in the last four and he's played one less game and as I mentioned earlier, stats are good Uh, 8 attempts in the last four, only 4 chances created not put up too many trees but he got the goal against Liverpool got the goal when he came on in the cup yeah I feel like Sane at 9.5 at the moment he is a good option with Aguero it's it's the minutes problem that you've got to be worried about whether or not he's going to get all those minutes he looked a bit puffed out against Liverpool towards the end of that game and uh, the captain option he was doing well at the start of the season I don't think that Aguero's got the uh, physical attributes to last the whole season. I feel like he is running out of steam at the moment, but he can perform and can score like you saw against Liverpool in any game and from any angle. So yeah, potentially a bit of a differential. Now, uh, like you say, all those managers which own him probably only own him because they are dead teams. So, yeah, uh, a bit of a differential one to go for. OK. Anyone else from City, Iceman, you're looking at? Uh, no one else from City, no. I suppose, it, you know, it's the, it's the normal suspect, certainly. It's Sterling, Sane and uh, Aguero. Don't discount Sterling, by the way. He is top four uh, chances. Well, he's up there for chances created in the last four.
0: Right, and then what about uh, poor Wolves who have to face them? Although it may not be a, a rollover in this one, Alex.
1: Yeah,
2: so I still like like Wolves. I think they. I watched them against um, the Liverpool reserve team the other night, and, and and I thought they still look like you know, considering they're a newly promoted team. I think I think they are a credit to themselves there. So I, I like the the look of a Doherty. Um, but also Johnny now is at 4.3 yes. so if you didn't if you didn't get on Doherty or you're not Doherty um then <laughs> maybe 4.3 is a really nice way into that Wolves defense um or potentially a double up if you if you're that way inclined although I have to say I didn't have much luck with Patricio and uh, and a defender before uh, sorry um recently so so maybe just one or the other um nice fixtures coming up after City Leicester home West Ham home Everton away Newcastle home Bournemouth away, Huddersfield away, Cardiff home, and obviously uh, Jimenez, who is a a really nice option up front. I know you're on him, Iceman. So I think he's still holding his place. He's just we've got so many options now that he's kind of fallen down the pecking order as to who we're trying to get in. But I still think he's a great option to have there.
1: Yeah, you can play him against anyone, Jimenez. He's got absolutely. Um, Across uh, the seven meetings, across the top six, he's also had six returns, so he's almost uh, you know a fixture-proof player. It's just whether or not they're going to get Tammy Abraham in, whether or not that will affect his moves. I've and play heard him up that front. He, uh,
2: Tammy Abraham has said he's going to stay at Villa for the rest of the season. Okay, so again, double double-check that, but I think that bodes well for Jimenez.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm playing Jimenez in this game, so we'll see what happens. Nice. Well, I think that rounds out the fixtures chaff So that's, that's time funny.
0: for the Ice Man's piss. Thank you. relaxed. Right, Welcome back, the Iceman, and let's round up what has been discussed so far. So, West Ham versus Arsenal. Uh, we looked at Fabianski, Anderson, and Arnautovic as genuine options against the Arsenal. Aubameyang, Kolasinac, the main two for them. Brighton versus Liverpool. Salah, Firmino, and Mane, the usual suspects. We like the look of Duffy, Dunk and March, if you have them in your team already, potentially. Burnley versus Fulham, Mitrovic and McNeil might be a cheap price option here. Uh, Cardiff versus Huddersfield, no one really, but uh, Punchin has just moved to Huddersfield, could be worth a look. Palace Watford, uh, Palace defenders, Wan-Bissaka, obviously the economy of the season, and Pereira and potentially Deeney for Watford. Leicester versus Saints, Pereira, great stats and great points return, Uh, longer-term Ings for Saints when he's fit again, although he is made of glass. Everton versus Bournemouth. Uh, Richarlison and Dean for Everton. Fraser and Brooks we were talking about for Bournemouth. I've skipped Chelsea-Newcastle, where we talked of Hazard and Alonso. No one for the hapless Newcastle. Spurs versus United. Well, it's Rashford and Pogba for the Reds. Kane and some for the Whites. And then City versus Wolves. We talked about Aguero, who is going dangerously under the radar. Uh, Sane and Sterling and then for Wolves Doherty Johnny and Jimenez Nice
1: no sum up Paul uh, Son is going to the Asian Games after this game week so don't bring him in
0: Don't bring him in but play him if you've got him maybe yeah. um, Okay so transfers and captains I'll go first on this one so I'm I've got two transfers this week and I'm actually seriously considering downgrading Hazard downgrading sorry exchanging Hazard for <laughs> Salah And then bring in a cheap price player elsewhere to accommodate that. Just looking at the fixtures and the point ceiling. And I think there'll be a Liverpool backlash so that's going to be my move potentially and if I do that Salah will be my captain
1: Iceman yeah Salah Salah is my captain at the moment I feel like they lost to City they're going to want to win now Salah will be hungry they also lost in the cup against Wolves he's in form has the stats playing false nine out position you've got to think of his attitude as well as they just lost to City he'll be looking for blood for this game so yeah definitely captain Salah even though Brighton are good at home I just feel like they're not we had hold out Liverpool um, and I would feel like Hazard might be a good captain option as well uh, we had a question from uh, Ale- Alex uh, Maz just about happy new year chaps what are your thoughts on captain op- choices this week so yeah it's Salah for me and my transfers I am in the air about it all so I don't really want to list anything which I'm not going to do so yeah I've got two transfers not really sure what to do with it uh, Alex?
2: Um, my transfers, I don't know, same as you could, could be one of TAA and, um, I, I've got enough money to do hazard straight to Salah, so it could be that. Um, or I may even just roll it and then, yeah, decide on, on how to get Salah in next week with two free transfers. At the minute, um, captain is on Bamiyang. I think his stats are really pointing to the fact that he could, he could have a haul, um, whether he plays on the left or centrally. So at the minute, that's it, but it could be also Hazard or Kane. I'm still quite happy to put it on Kane. I think Man United could, uh, could be a little bit leaky at the back there. Um, and I'm going to put a little bit of pressure on you boys now because I'm not sure who to start in goals. So I've either got Fabianski home to Arsenal or Button home to Liverpool, and I'm going to do whichever you two tell me to do.
1: <laughs> Fabianski. Yeah, same Fabianski. I'd agree okay. with that. Yeah, he, he, with he, may, well. he may uh, concede a few goals, but he will make loads of saves.
2: Okay. Now, if Button keeps a clean sheet or saves a penalty... I You've really got, got us like to blame. Too, yeah, you know, okay, exactly. It's a, yeah, it's it's so a win. This is what I needed all season. The Win-win. reason that I am so... So badly ranked is
1: because of YouTube. That's why he came on so far.
2: <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
0: We all need a scapegoat in our lives, and the Iceman is that for me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The scapegoat Ice. from Asmandia.
0: He really is. Yeah. Do they have scapegoats in Icemandia, Iceman? Of course they do. It's me. Is that, is that <laughs> like the national goat? They're the scapegoat?
1: <laughs> it's a picture of me. <laughs>
0: There there wasn't actually an your question this week, but that that slotted in lovely, so very happy with that. Oh, nice. Okay, IceMan. um, Shall we move on to Twitter questions?
1: Yeah, we're going to try and route through these as quick as possible, guys. Sorry if we've not made it to some of your questions, but we've gone a little bit long, as usual. Uh, If not, we'll try and move it to to next week's blog. So we've got FPL, Classico has put Happy New Year, Surgeons and Alex. As I'm starting to plan the FPL chips usage this season, I'd like to know uh, your views. So uh, I'll just give you mine. I feel like there will be a uh, blank game week in uh, game week 27 due to the cup final being in that. Uh, So that normally forms a double game week in 32 and a double game week in 35. So just be wary of that and uh, follow Ben Krillin on Twitter. He should get Nearly all of the FPL players that are on Twitter uh, following him because he is the man to go to when it comes to double game weeks and blank game weeks and that could be Chelsea, Spurs City and uh, Everton is most likely, it depends on what happens in the Chelsea Spurs game um, and I do think that the more we get close to that game week 27 is when we'll start forming a real trip strategy at the moment, I, I don't feel like there's a good one to form because you're not 100% on all the fixtures so so I would just stop the thinking and use it to just concentrate on the, your team. What are your views on that? Bully, go to you first.
0: Yeah, I, I've used the same tactic for the last few seasons It's get fairly good effect. Save the um save the well, yeah, the uh, the wild cards for double game weeks, um play the sorry, yeah, play the wild card a couple of weeks before. Bench boost for fifteen players, um playing twice in the double game week and say so the triple captain for a double game week as well. It's interesting having this free hit chip now because that's changed the landscape of it. So what that's going to allow us to do is, you know, choose, you know, think tactically about when we play that one versus the, the wild card, given the uh, free hit changes back all of the players the next week. So I can't say exactly when I'm going to play those two until I see the fixtures but that's how I'll be using it. Yeah, and Alex?
2: No, I've got nothing much more to add on it. Um, just, yeah, follow Ben Crellin. He's, he's awesome at keeping us posted on, on those sort of things. And, um, just, just be flexible, I guess would be the, the only advice I'd give on it. You know, um, keep, keep an eye out. Things can change quite quickly with regards to, um, a suddenly, a double game week coming in. You know, it's not going to happen over over a couple of weeks. But just just be ready and flexible to, to use things if you if you see an opportunity. And and don't be scared to use them in a single game week if you feel like it's the right person. Um, I've never done it, but I've seen some people have you know use it to to um, real good effect. So personally, I'll be following what you two have said. But yeah, if you feel it's right, go
1: for it. Okay, great. So uh, that's probably another question which we can probably go into depth on one of our questions pod. Uh, so okay, so we're just going to move. On uh, back to the headline, which was uh, which premiums to go for. So we also had a couple of questions on this. Uh, FBL Tranquatisa has put uh, if you're wild carding now, which th- two three premium assets would you be building your team around? And FF Geek was just put. Okay, how about which free of Kane or Bamiang Hazard Salah and Aguero are you going for? So. Alex, I'm going to go to you on this one. Which are your three or four premium assets to go for out of those lot?
2: Firstly, I was really hoping you wouldn't come to me first oh with this one. <laughs> um, I
1: could right, give sorry. you my views if you like. I mean,
2: No, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm only teasing. Um, so, uh, number one, if I was wildcarding now, uh, Salah would be in for me immediately. Um, 100%. I think I think reluctantly I would sell Hazard for the reason that we've talked about um just just purely because of the fact that I I don't trust him as a captain and if you're paying 11 million for someone you want to be you want to be able to trust him I fully expect him to, to to still um perform well through the rest of the season. I think Aubameyang deserves um a place just purely because I I think his stats suggest he's going to do he's going to do well and I also think Kane is going to tick over nicely. Um, But in my situation where I am falling down the ranks, um, I would for go Kane and go for Aguero, um, purely because of the fact in live teams, I think his rank is going to be uh, a little bit lower. And I think having someone like Aguero as a, uh, a differential, even though he's at 20% of teams, I, I actually think could be could be quite a nice strategy to go with. And I, even though I agree with you, when you said he's going to be a rotation risk. I actually think now we're through the really tricky fixture build-up. I, I foresee that he will play quite a few games. So um, that, that's the route I would go down.
1: I, I didn't say he was going to be a rotation risk. Uh, I, oh. I said that he was going to be limited minutes. So, which I, he, I he apolo- probably will. Have. I
2: apologise for doing a politician thing and putting words in your mouth to back <laughs> yeah, up my argument. Yeah,
1: so, so your three are Salah, Aguero, and Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Yeah. Okay. Um, for, for,
2: for in my situation where I'm down the ranks, if I was playing safe, I would probably go Kane over um, Aubameyang. Uh, Kane over. Uh, oh God. Kane over Aguero. Okay.
1: Okay, so yeah, I, I thought about this question and I, I do think you need to rank them in, in a list of which ones do you just think are going to score more uh, it sounds really basic but I, I did this and looking at the stats fixtures and points they've previously scored are over halfway through the season now so you should have a good sample to, to go on now you've got to think about ownership as well um, so it's Salah for me he ticks all those boxes and he's looking good on the eye test he's capable in any game and uh, he could have scored points against City as well if it wasn't for those two inches or whatever it was obviously listing the stats I did earlier as well and his top point scorer like I said before I would be scared if I didn't have Salah so yeah I feel like he's as close to being essential as possible um like I am kind of scared of not owning Hazard I know you guys are feeling like moving away from him due to his blanks but he's second to Salah for goal threat over the last six and uh, better than Salah for chance creation and uh, Chelsea's fixtures are good so he's kind of edging up in my my rankings at the moment Hazard Uh, but at the moment it is Salah then Kane Just due to the consistency, the history and the fact that he can get anything in any game. And then it will be Aubameyang because his stats are awesome. Uh, He's just not been converted as much as he should and his expected stats are top for strikers over recent games as well. It's definitely top with Salah, then Kane, then it's a close one between Aubameyang and Hazard for me. And then I'd actually put Aguero bottom at the moment. I know it sounds strange because he's just such a prolific striker but At the moment, he would be bottom until he starts showing it in these next few. Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, the next uh, headline. So thoughts on cheaper keepers. So got Aaron Ball here. He's saying happy new year to you all. Hey, Aaron, happy new year to you. My question is on goalkeepers. He has Fabianski and I'm wondering about moving to Foster. I'm going to tell you, Aaron. I don't think that's a, a good shout uh, to bank the profit, or or maybe better fixtures, or would you suggest another cheap keeper? Thanks again for such great content, chap. So thanks again, Aaron. Um, I will um answer this one initially. So I definitely wouldn't go Foster, uh, as we mentioned earlier. They're not kind of secure at the back, either. And so I'll probably go for the, uh, the Palace Keeper gutier if you're looking at removing Fabianski. But as I mentioned earlier, I'll, I'm going to hold Fabianski and just hope that, uh, they've just had the, uh, the Christmas blues in terms of just getting a bit tired. So, um, and then maybe benefits from some, uh, save points as well. Alex, what are your thoughts on that one?
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I certainly wouldn't be going to, um, certainly wouldn't be going to Foster. Um, I think the the Palace keepers is the best option, yet at four point two. I do like not not a budget keeper, but I really like. I'm 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 wavering on the idea of going to Allison. I think you know, yeah, um, if you go for a double up with TAA, um, I know he's not a budget keeper, but I think uh, Liverpool will will keep. The most amount of clean sheets between now and the end of the season. So if you went with a double up with him and um, Alexander Arnold, that's actually not too expensive on the budget for what I think you will get in return. So that's quite a nice way to go. Of Allison TAA and Salah, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with those three in my team. So uh, that, yeah, that's what, where I'd go with the keepers.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: We we lost you for a second there, Billy. I take it you yeah. are back. Yeah. I am. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're we kind of uh, finished up on the questions now. Finish up the pod.
0: Okay, thanks for your questions again, everybody. Keep those coming in to FPL surgery on Twitter. Iceman, let's hear some sexy thoughts
1: for the week. Let's hear the great man himself.
2: FPL sexy with sexy thoughts. This week's sexy thoughts goes out to blood donation. I'd like to thank Ian Strategic FPL at Fantasian PL for the idea. He's donated before, I've donated before. He's a great man coming up with that suggestion, so he deserves a follow on Twitter. It's uh, easy to do. Go, next time you're in the city or you're near a hospital or a blood donation transfusion center, go and grab a coffee and donate some blood. That's going to help anyone and everyone from the small young children to a elderly person. So go and donate blood. And if you're feeling really generous, donate a little bit of beard. That helps too.
1: Ew. <laughs> Def- definitely don't, don't donate beard, but uh, yeah, I'm well for that, I, uh, I've donated as well, and uh, I do need to do it again, so yeah, great sexy thoughts, thank you for that, Brett.
0: Yeah, great message once again, great cause, um, what a human Brett is, He's absolutely great, awesome man. Brilliant. top man, Brilliant. right that's bringing us to the end of the pod, chaps um, I'm just going to tell the listeners how to get in contact with us, so you can support us patreon.com forward slash fplsurgery, and um, in terms of our mini-league, join us, 225-369. You can visit our website, fplsurgery.com, find out more about the surgeons. Uh, find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, anything that's social media related. Most of our chatter goes on at FPL Surgery on Twitter. And remember to listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And the email, info at fplsurgery.com. Uh, send us your... Uh, holiday photos and we will, <laughs> oh, we, we will we will we will uh yeah we will read out the best one yeah um alex thank you for joining us once again it's been a pleasure great to have you on board thank you alex
2: thank you so much for having me boys and um, yeah the ne- next time i Speak to you, I'll be back in sunny New Zealand. So yeah. uh,
0: safe fight back to the other side of the world.
2: I know, I've got to do twenty four hours on a plane with three children under six.
0: So and That sounds be... absolute <laughs> tranquility.
2: Oh yeah, just amazing. Can you think of a better <laughs> way to spend twenty four hours?
0: Yeah. I I can. I can, yes. <laughs> I can so so so, ma- so many ways. So many ways. <laughs> <laughs> right, Iceman. Um, actually no before we go to ice but Alex if people want to contact you and they don't know you already how can they chat with you on social media
2: yeah so the, probably the best way to get hold of me is on Twitter and it's at Alex Water Baby. so um, yep always, always happy to, to have a chat FPL or sports or otherwise related so yeah thanks for having me boys and uh, all the best for the rest of the season oh and I, I can thoroughly suggest that you uh, you Patreon with these boys join in the Slack channel it's, it's really good fun and the amount of effort these two put into the podcast, they deserve it. So get out there and back them.
0: Thank you very much, man. Top man. Thank you, um, Ice Man. Any final words of wisdom to take us into this new year of prosperity? Well, There's never any wisdom for me. Never any wisdom from the Ice Man. Yeah, uh, we are planning. On some people have asked, we're planning on recording another fine extra time in the next few weeks, just waiting for a cup week uh, and some time to do it. But uh, that's very much still on the agenda. Thank you for those that have listened to it to date. But for now, good luck in your game weeks. Speak to you next time. Up the podcast. Huh? Up the park.
1: boom
0: a short, a short pithy <laughs> timely podcast oh, let's he, do a
1: short podcast boy let's make sure it's short he, well, 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 well.
2: It must have been under 20 minutes that
1: <laughs> hey what fpl Medioxy. bloody good at chess oh, okay well one two three <laughs> alex give me one two three that was the most
2: random comment
1: Oh well, me and him are playing chess online, <laughs> wow. and uh, he's pretty good. I'm as literally beaten this. As one. we do this, yeah. Um. Uh. Well, continuously over over time. Bully, give me a quick oh, one, two, three. No, okay, right. Hold on, two seconds. Gosh. <laughs> what? Did
2: Did someone just have a poo then?
1: <laughs> no, I just poured a, a drink. <laughs>
2: just. <laughs> This plopping noise. (laughs) Fucking I saw it on the toilet. It's okay, I'm in a nice outtake. (laughs) Sorry. Ruining the uh, the professionalism.
1: That's professionalism.
0: Really is right up there.